maybe we, we can do like kind of series or something like that so we're not just mm. committed for the rest of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's good. until That's we're good. like oh I don't, I don't have any chat anymore I don't know if that will ever happen. Yeah, I've already spent sure. 25 minutes trying to Oh my like. god. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to run out of steam. No. If it does, when it, when it does happen. When we die. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Hello, this is Greater, Stronger, Wiser. Two overthinking I'm Philippa and I'm Hannah and we're doing a series of podcasts in which we have deep chats about music, life and other things. If you enjoy the podcast please leave a review or if you have any questions let us know. You can find our details in the bio below. But yeah so um the next thing I wanted to ask you was just how yeah how your kind of music and activism and stuff has evolved over the years really (laughs) good question (laughs) let me think this one through because oh it's evolved in that i my songwriting is so much better (laughs) (laughs) my songwriting used to be so bad i'm looking back i'm looking back thinking about my first ever activist-ish song yeah so what was it like have you, you've listened to good day haven't you oh yeah yeah so good day is off my first ep road of hope and that song i wrote it about um a homeless person i wrote it about oh i wrote it about just how we um just take a lot for granted and i think so mm. I used to get the train a lot to school because mm. I lived quite far away from school and I just was very aware of priori- our priorities as a society are just really interesting. Mm. They confuse me and I it confused me on a personal level as well. Like mm. I would much rather have X, Y, Z than actually think about how do I support this person in their need. You know, that mm. I often think about yeah honestly I, I do have a tendency more to think about my needs and I, I think that's normal that's human isn't it yeah it's, yeah I but sometimes so. they're not needs sometimes I'm like yes. do you need that though, <laughs> Philippa? like let's let's question what the word need means here in this in this scenario yeah and so that's what I wrote that about um yeah, that's really interesting but I, li- I listen to that and it, if you enjoy it I'm glad that you enjoy it, it uh, <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of that song Aww. I'm not a massive fan of that songwriting um, and that's how I feel about a lot of my older stuff it was just it was quite mm. naive quite immature to an extent mm. or just I think as this at the same time I wasn't being honest so I think we're talking mm. we've been talking about like this a, a lot lately like this thing of honesty like being honest to who Mm. I am as a writer Mm. so I think what has evolved is that I've stopped Mm. trying to fit a genre so and we've spoken to this we've spoken about this as well wow we talk about loads man (laughs) we do we talk about loads I think we get through a lot as well we get through a lot my (laughs) goodness but we've talked about genre and Mm. how that can be quite limiting I feel it's quite limiting so Mm. I'm a singer-songwriter but I've I feel like I move more towards folk but then that folk world Mm. is quite 
it's it, it can be quite specific at times depending on which folk, yeah. folk club you go to yeah and I found that beforehand I was writing songs to fit the genre rather than actually mm. songs that were honestly coming from me oh that's interesting and like honestly so, coming from my perspective mm. do you feel like you wrote that song to fit that certain box then I think so. I I don't remember. I wrote it so long ago now. I don't remember where yeah, my head how old was at. Are you? I was seventeen. Okay. So sixteen, seventeen years old is how mm. old I was. So that's oh my gosh. It's that's, pretty good for seventeen. That's ten years ago. That's pretty. I mean, wow. it's not as good as seventeen-year-old Hannah Pawson. If you listen to some <laughs> of these so lyrics, true. I'm like, oh my goodness, this woman <laughs> is so mature. <laughs> so mature. Oh, that's very cute. Um, I like Good Day. Thanks. I look back and I'm like, ew. <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's always like that, though, with your own songs. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, this is also something we talk about. But, um, but yeah, I think it's so easy to... It, it's, it's such a headspace that I get in where I fall in and out of love with things that I've done in the past and mm. there have been like at the moment I cannot listen to home for the life of me really like, yeah. yeah yeah hate it <laughs> why it's so good what are you talking about oh I don't know it's really it's really strange where it comes from okay I think like partially a thing of listening to yourself mm-hmm. and then also obviously I've sat with those songs after they've been recorded and they've evolved a lot mm. more mm-hmm. and I guess like specifically for that EP because we weren't you know we weren't properly doing it full time mm. when we you know when I wrote the songs when we recorded them mm. so I think I think we've evolved a lot more since then and have become I don't know become what I think we've had a vision of wanting to be for mm-hmm. a long time Wow. And I feel like we're just starting to realise that. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited too, but yeah, I'm just sad that it's on the back burner. But mm. anyway, that's, you know, what everyone's experiencing at the moment. But um but yeah, I think I think relationship with your own music is, is a really interesting thing once something's been recorded and gone out there. Yeah. But I think this is the importance of like, I, because we as humans, we evolve anyway, you know, you experience different things, you meet new people, you learn new things, you meet new people, they shape Mm. you, they change you. And Mm. so we're going to be constantly evolving as people. But Mm. I want to be able to look back and say, I was being honest with myself when I wrote this song. Like, even if I don't connect with it in the same way, like, for example, on that same EP, you've got Greater, Stronger, Wiser. Oh, tune and I still really connect with that song yeah you know like because when I wrote that that was really that was a really honest version of myself so I I can look back at that song and I don't think I wrote them that far apart from each other Mm. but actually no I did I did I did because I was at uni when I wrote (laughs) that song Mm -hmm. um and I was just I wrote it from a space of like I just need to get this off my chest and I Mm. think I think that's the difference, isn't it? I want to be able yes. to look back and go and yeah. say, okay, so this is, I'm not that person anymore, mm-hmm. but I was really honest when I wrote this. Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what I, that's kind of how I want to evolve in my music and my activism as well. Like, 
Mm. I recently did a post on Instagram and I feel like it was just, it was just a lot of we we because we spoke about it on the Friday night when I was talking. Mm. You, I mean, you helped yes. me release it all because <laughs> I was just holding on to so much of my rage yeah. and I just hadn't. It was because I had a lot of work to do in the in in that week. Anyway, it's like mm. I didn't really have space for it. Yeah. Um. It wasn't until we spoke and I was just feeling a bit more calm and feeling a bit more. Mm. I was feeling a bit more safe. I guess is what I was mm. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just felt like I could talk about all the things that were on my mind that were frustrating me about injustice in terms of mm. race relations. It was basically about the Amord A. Arbery case and ha- in terms mm. of how he's his family still haven't got justice for yes. his murder. Mm-hmm. And just the fear that that ignites in terms of thinking about my own family and thinking about mm. the injustices, injustices that are faced here in Britain, but we don't really talk about it and we mm. don't really acknowledge it and... It took me a while to do the post because I think part, the, a lot of the voices in my head are like, what's this person thinking? What's this person thinking? What's this person mm. thinking? I was like, actually, I need to really just get rid of all those voices and mm. come back yeah. to, like, what does integrity mean for you right now in this yeah. moment? And it's yeah. the same when sitting down to write a song, sitting down to talk about what I want to talk about in a song. Like, mm. who are you writing this for? And are you writing this for someone that is going to leave you at the wayside? in a few months time mm. or is this gonna is philip in the future gonna look back at this and be like yeah she was honest you know mm. Mm. no that's-, that's so true and i think i think honesty in general about how you're feeling is really hard to square with the world of social media oh my gosh yeah <laughs> because i think yeah i think honestly the way i feel about music at the moment because it so much revolves around social media with not being able to gig and tour Mm. it feels like it feels like that's kind of the pinnacle of my music right now Mm. and and of lots of people's music and honestly I want to turn off every single social media app on Mm. my phone and Mm. I just want to yeah hide away from it because Mm. And not not even because I, I don't really spend that much time on social media. Like I don't really, I look at a few of the things that, you know, mates have posted in a, I don't know in a, in a few days or something. Mm, mm. But like, it's just my kind of the feeling of obligation mm. to keep putting things out there. Mm. Um, and I think because at the moment that feels like. Yeah, that feels like a lot of what our music is about at the moment, or what it, or what it's about for other people. I don't even know if that's you know if that's just my own perception. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just I find that hard to square with my honesty about how I'm feeling and how, you know, I really don't want my music to be about that. I don't want it to be about a social media page. Mm. I don't want it to be about all of that but that's how you stay connected to your fans and that I love and I love you know putting good videos out and good songs out every so often but the idea of having to keep it updated so people you know I have this kind of fear that people are going to drop off and Mm. you know not be interested if I don't do a post every two weeks or something like that 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 people are going to disappear yeah and I think 
that's probably something that I've got to deal with as well individually because I know that's not really how it works I don't really know Mm. how it works but (laughs) I don't know how it works (laughs) I think it's yeah it's um hard to square with that honesty about what you're creating I think Mm. yeah whoa Mm. (laughs) yeah no you're so right you are so right because I think you only get what people want you to see yeah yeah you know people don't get the highs and the lows Mm. some people are really good at being honest on social media yeah this is very true uh I don't know if I'm one of those people (laughs) sounds like you were Actually, I want to talk about your journey towards social care. Oh, yeah, okay. Social work, um, even. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about it, if you don't want to talk about sure. it. Sure, no, sure. Yeah, um, so I, I've i been, I was a carer um, for autistic children when I was, from when I was 15. Mm-hmm. I've only ever, the only jobs I've ever done are, are caring jobs. I've never mm-hmm. had a, like, never been a waitress, never worked in a shop. Mm-hmm. Um, always worked as a carer and then went to uni as a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously musician, mm-hmm. short-lived. Um, mm. No, it's still going to happen. <laughs> I have faith, it's going to happen still. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think... Yeah, from my kind of strong sense of justice point, um, I also was brought up in a Christian family. Mm. Um, And, yeah, my parents have always had this kind of ethos about caring for, caring for lots of people. We've always had different people kind of um, coming into the house and living for bits and... Mm -hmm. um, bits of time and um yeah and I think that's that really I don't know that's really shaped who I am and I think yeah I was a carer from from 15 until I was 19 and Mm -hmm. when I was at school I didn't know if I wanted to go and do art and art history or social work. Mm, <laughs> and two um, very different things. I know. I was all set up to do the art and art history and then took a gap year and um, mm. kept on doing my caring and was just like, yeah, I really want to do this. Mm. Um, and the main reason why I chose social work was just because because of its foundations in social justice work Mm -hmm. and working with equalities and diversity kind of legislation and Mm. um obligations as well Mm -hmm. and is very strongly rooted in kind of uh working from people's strengths so not focusing on the negative things in people's lives Mm. not overly focusing on them I should say um Mm -hmm. and drawing on people's strengths Mm. and also being mindful about all of the oppressions that people are facing all of the multifaceted oppressions Mm -hmm. so you know what your gender is what your race is your disabilities Mm -hmm. your economic um situation and kind of using that as a basis for understanding 
that person's life and their experiences and then your work with them mm. and I I loved I loved the training I loved all the theory it was mind-blowing and mm. um just amazing it was you know a lot of the things we were talking about earlier about understanding people and using mm-hmm. that as a basis for your interactions and mm-hmm. also being honest about your preconceptions and your judgments mm. and not being afraid of them and not being condemning not saying oh, why did I say that that's so stupid mm. thinking okay why did I actually say that where's that come from yeah what part of my social conditioning and what part of my family household or part mm. of the people I spend time with in my social life mm. has this thought come from mm because we all have them Mm -hmm. like we all have these instant kind of reactions we make for some things and I think it's that's not the danger it's then the decision not to analyze that and try to change that behavior and that is the most probably the most powerful thing that I Mm. got from my training um and then you square all of those things with the actual reality day-to-day mm-hmm. <laughs> life of a social worker mm-hmm. and there's not a whole I mean have somehow having to make space for that and using that as a grounding within your practice mm. is hard some mm. people are really good at it mm. and I was pretty good at it mm-hmm. um but I it it didn't leave me any space for anything else Mm -hmm. (laughs) it didn't leave me any space for being there for my friends and family it didn't leave me any space for Mm. um having any sort of social life or Mm -hmm. I mean I I did still have a social life but it (laughs) was severely impacted Mm -hmm. (laughs) i.e crying in the pub (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah um, and I mean, yeah, you'll have you'll have been there whilst I was going through that Philippa, so you mm. can um relate to that um that experience from the outside. But um Yeah. But I think when I stopped doing social work, I think I I think I then I don't know, had a bit of a kind of realisation that my whole kind of trying to save people kind of thing that was propelling me forward in music and in social work mm. just wasn't wasn't necessarily helpful to anyone mm-hmm. um and that I needed to spend some time with myself mm-hmm. just working on that and thinking about that and thinking about yeah being honest about um about those things um so that's wow. been my kind of journey that's um, really beautiful Hannah oh thank you yeah especially just hearing you come to that space of like because mm. that's humility right there you know mm. that's really that's a really humbling thing that you've a really humbling point that you've come to to say I can't save all these people mm. but okay where do we go from here now because these people yeah. still need that help right yes but also yeah. How, and how do you do that safely? Yeah, how do you do that safely? How do you look after Hannah Pawson? Yes. Before going <laughs> before going there, you know? Yeah. Before being yeah. that person that can still do that amazing work. Yes. Yeah. But in a self in a safe safe and healthy way. Yes. 
And so that's helped me come to the conclusion of, for the moment anyway, um, mm-hmm. applying for some part-time stuff, some stuff that's three days a week mm-hmm. um, that I can inevitably let spill into four or five manageable days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Thank you for asking me about that. Oh, I'm glad to know. I'm glad to hear about it. And I think also I th- it's really helpful for other creatives to know that you haven't failed mm. for doing a conventional job. Mm. Yes. You know, I think for f- too many of us, we think we failed if we're like, yes. okay, so now you're doing the nine to five. Cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, it's okay. That's fine because it's part of the mm-hmm. process. It's part of the journey. Yes. You can't, especially in circumstances that we're in obviously beforehand Mm. you could do it full time and that was amazing Mm. Mm. but the circumstances that we're in it's not a failure to say okay I need to do a full-time thing or or a part-time thing that is that's not necessarily music yes you know yeah and I think that's a really interesting point and I think um I think that's probably uh, hopefully developing with our idea of what who musicians are and I think mm. it's come from the the really difficult thing that you can't make money from being a recording artist you can't mm. really make fun- money from um from selling your music anymore um mm. and you make money mainly from tours mm. and I think um I think it's something that has perhaps enabled the term musician to to be wider because you think well actually if a lot of people can't make money from being a musician sustainably mm-hmm. then there are going to be a whole bunch of eclectic people who are able to call themselves that and who are yeah. able to feel confident in that label yeah. and you know recording your own music and distributing it is the easiest it's ever been right now I mm-hmm. mean that's such a that's such a positive for hearing different voices mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. not letting the music industry be dominated by a small minority of people who are most likely to be white people and mostly mm-hmm. white men mm. and I think you know although you know we still have streaming services that um and that kind of let people dominate those yeah. um services which is another thing altogether but I think <laughs> I think um I think there are some positives about yeah just letting the kind of idea of being a musician be a a wider thing than perhaps we used to see it as I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly because no one's going on tour right now no <laughs> but that doesn't make our music any less valid yeah absolutely you know? yeah I don't know if you saw that statistic about how many, how little money Mm. goes to artists via streaming. Oh, yeah. It's It's actually disgusting. I looked at it, I was like, this is gross. Yeah. The odds are not, the odds are stacked against so many people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so like with our, with the money that we make, so we pay. 15 pounds a year for it mm-hmm. to be for our music to be distributed across like all different streaming sites yeah and we have had that for two years and over those two years we've earned 30 pounds 
so it's we've learned nothing it's cancelled it out so like all of the people who listen to us and we have like i don't know between 30 and 100 listeners a month amazing and on one month we had 300 yay (laughs) which was a great month i don't know what happened but that's still zero zero pounds (laughs) and i think i think it's yeah it's pretty disgraceful and spotify themselves have said that it depends how many how many um streams you get with how much you earn and i think that if you have more streams you earn more Mm. which doesn't make any sense because you're like well if you if you're i don't know adele or coldplay or ed sheeran Mm -hmm. you're gonna have millions and millions and millions of streams so why are you then earning more per stream surely Mm. it should be less per stream help us little guys out you know (laughs) i know help us out here yeah yeah at spotify (laughs) at spotify yeah help us out here (laughs) it's so hard it's so hard it is tough i think if anything i mean i've gone full circle (laughs) but like if anything i've remembered why i love music in this time Mm. you know and it is what you were saying beforehand it is that it is that place where i just feel like i can just rest in it i can rest Mm. in it Mm -hmm. i can Mm -hmm. be hugged by it and oh that's so nice that's such a nice way to see it it it, it does feel like i come back to myself Mm. that's amazing um and maybe it's just because I've written a song that is just feels more like that. Um, oh, that's so good to hear. And so I just to hear it. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I think I might record it after today. Maybe oh, in, the, in the week. Yeah. Um, but it is just that thing of oh, I really love it. I really love it. And mm. I think it's and and it's and it's it still it talks a bit about justice, you know, like. Mm. There is still a bit of that, but it's not in the same way that any of my other songs are. Mm. You know, you know, similar to you, I'm kind of like I'm done with these. I've been I've sat with yes. these for so long. Yes. I just want these out now. Yeah, but it's yeah. gonna take a while. Yeah. Although my that brother went into the sense. studio the other day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh As I like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, studio guys, fine with it. Wow. I I the sound engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's how they do it in Donny, guys. They are wow. mavericks. They do wow. what they want. They do what they want. <laughs> they don't care. You just dogged your brother in. I did, I did. The authorities could be listening. I mean, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Fine. Literally, he went for a picnic. His studio was outside <laughs> and it was a picnic. Okay, Boris? <laughs> Literally, what kind of just even when you read the newspaper and just the bullshit of activities that you can actually do now, I'm like, oh, it's it's so like it's so middle class as well because it's like garden centres open and golf is open. And oh, and you can keep your nannies things. in in work. Keep your nannies and your and your cleaners. How and then, rude! Yeah. yeah, I really don't like. Are we allowed to? Well. We, I don't like our government. Are we the allowed? end. 
I don't like the government. I'm allowed to say that. Am I allowed? Am I allowed, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? <laughs> oh. That was yeah. so cute. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble, Anna. <laughs> I don't want to get us in trouble. But also, I, I kind of don't care anymore. Yeah. Because they really don't care about me. Like, they don't care about anybody, really. Other than people that can go to play golf. Who has been itching to play golf is what I want to know. Oh, well, I live right near a golf course and um, I've just been using like almost every day to walk across it because it's so beautiful. Mm. Um, It's got all this lovely like heathland and it's like just above the cliff with the sea. It's amazing. But I can't walk on it now because the golf people are back. (laughs) So there's all these old men like, "Mm, what are you doing? So, Yeah. But apparently, um, there's more land for golf courses in this country than for housing. I'm just briefly interrupting your podcast listening um, for a little fact check. Okay, so it turns out this is actually quite a contested issue. Um, So I heard this because I listened to the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast, which I would recommend to everybody. And... John Robbins said that there was more land for golf courses and housing on the podcast. Um, And after this podcast, I thought I'd just quickly check it out. Um, And I found lots of stuff, (laughs) lots of people disagreeing. Um, So on BBC's More or Less programme, it was argued that golf course land was probably overestimated in the finding of this statistic. However, then the charity Shelter then came back and argued that the tool they used on this programme wasn't complete and didn't include other golf courses that they were aware of. So yeah, complicated stuff. Um, The point is that there are loads of golf courses and you can make your mind up about how you feel about that depending on whether you like golf or not. Back to the podcast. I mean, it makes me feel sick, but it kind of doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because that's the kind of inequality that we face in this country. I guess on the flip side, we need protected areas where there isn't housing. Some protected Mm. areas. And unfortunately, golf clubs with lots of money have more power than, I'm assuming, nature-focused groups. But that is my... That's my guess, anyway. Or that's my kind of counterpoint but I agree, it's a bit gross when you think about how much housing we need in this country. <sighs> makes me mad, yeah. makes me mad, makes me mad. Um, do you want to continue or do you want to leave things there and keep going next week? Oh yeah, what should we think? pause for now? Yeah. This was so much fun. I had such a good time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Greater, Stronger, Wiser, Two Overthinking Musicians. We'll see you next week. Sorry, I had to... <laughs> Oh, it's so funny the amount of times I have to, um, like, edit out your burps. <laughs> you just go, excuse me. It's <laughs> really funny. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's wrong with my throat. Why do I...
no, I do that too. And I've, I always find myself doing it like on stage, like I'll be in the middle of singing mm-hmm. a song and then I have to be like, oh God, it's coming, it's coming. I'm like, mm-hmm. just like my whole face just goes like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. awful. Especially yeah. when you've been drinking beer. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh. This is tea. This is tea. Mm. 